Can a sentence be delicious? Do the words an author chooses matter as much as the story they seek to tell? I'm Lisa Morgan, and today on The Weekly Reader, our book critic Marion Winnick reviews a new novel and a story collection chock full of tasty turns of phrase. Hi, Marion. Hi, Lisa. It's like they always say, you look down for one week to breed a woolly mammoth, and when you look up again, your little girls have turned into women. Lines like this sparkle in just about every scene of The Last Animal, Ramona Ossibel's fourth volume of fabulous fiction. The Last Animal marries an extraordinary and somewhat insane scientific adventure with a deeply felt portrait of a mother and her daughters healing from terrible loss. Right after college, Jane married the professor of her ancient humanoids course, becoming both his lab assistant and the mother of his children. But Vera and Eve were just 12 and 14 when their father plunged to his death in the Italian Alps while driving a cooler full of Neanderthal tissue samples from one lab to another. As the novel opens, their mom has dragged the girls with her to Siberia, where scientists are searching for woolly mammoth bones in service of a theory that bringing back certain extinct species could help reverse climate change. Bored and fed up, the two girls go off for a wander and come back with the frozen, perfectly preserved body of a baby woolly mammoth. Immediately, the men on the expedition move to claim credit. But back home in Berkeley, their mom meets an eccentric millionaire named Helen who owns a castle and a wild animal preserve on Lake Como in Italy, and the two hatch a plan to take back the wheel on woolly mammoth resurrection. The unfolding story hops to Iceland, then to Lake Como, settings that Ossabel makes magical and fully capable of containing the ever-kookier plot. You'll find an amazing amount of humor, pizzazz, wisdom, and wonder packed into The Last Animal, a novel that is essentially about processing grief. Next up, The Angel of Rome, a story collection from our man in Spokane, Jess Walter. You haven't earned your stripes as a weekly reader fan until you've read Beautiful Ruins, which is still hanging on to its spot as our favorite book of the 21st century. So here's some good news. The title story of The Angel of Rome has a lot of what we love about Beautiful Ruins. Fantastic Italian setting? Check. Beautiful movie star? Check. Sweet but hapless male protagonist? Check, check, check. Having won a scholarship from the local Knights of Columbus, Jack Riggle of Omaha, Nebraska, finds himself in Rome taking Latin lessons at what seems to him to be a papal community college in an abandoned industrial building. One day he wanders onto a film set where Angelina Amadio, a beautiful Italian actress he idolizes, is shooting a film with a downmarket American TV actor named Ronnie Tower. Ronnie hires Jack to be his translator, though Jack doesn't really speak Italian. Hilarity ensues. I can hardly express how funny and heartwarming this story is, and the same can be said of many of the others, no matter how apparently depressing their topics, from Alzheimer's to climate change. For example, the story about a father who must be institutionalized, town and country, opens with the fact that dad literally could not remember to not screw the 60-year-old lady across the street and creates for the man in question an outlaw assisted living center in a seedy motel in northern Idaho where the meatloaf is still $2 and all the drinks are doubles. The books are The Last Animal by Ramona Ossibel and The Angel of Rome by Jess Walter. You can find more information about these titles in our podcast at WIPR.org or wherever you get your podcasts. That's also where you can find our entire show archive with hundreds of great books to choose from. The Weekly Reader podcast is made possible by the Ivy Bookshop. For The Weekly Reader, I'm Lisa Morgan. And I'm Marion Winnick.